Hey, yo, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, marks, smarks, and watchers of all promotions. You know what? You just made the you just list. Made the, list. the Fourth Wall Pop Network proudly presents its reigning, defending tag team podcasters of the world, JC Bones and DJ Maddie G. Well, you know, you're exactly right, mean Gene, Gene. Whether you're watching from quarantine or wrestling for empty arenas, we have you covered. Uh, Find out what went down and what's coming up as we give you new normal wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of New Normal Wrestling. I am one third of your kayfabe click, the one, the only, the podcast, Prince Wade Olson. And I am handling this episode solo dolo just for this week because the boys are on assignment and they had to have somebody come and step up to the plate, you know, do their usual thing. I'm not going to make this a long one again because, guys, when we do these solo episodes, I don't like to talk to myself very often. Or Intel microphone, but I've got you guys keeping me company, so let's have a little fun with it. A lot went on this week in wrestling, but the three things I'm going to focus on this week are Forbidden Door, which was AEW New Japan's crossover event that went down last weekend, Blood and Guts, the follow-up after the Forbidden Door, and giving my thoughts and predictions on this year's Money in the Bank pay-per-view live from Vegas. But without further ado, let's talk about AEW New Japan's Forbidden Door. Now, when this show was announced, I was very intrigued by it. It was very interesting. It start like every wrestling fan that I knew was literally thinking who could who could go up from AEW versus New Japan? Are we going to see title matches? Are we going to see like old school Team it, AEW versus Team New Japan, like it was for WCW back in the day. I would have loved to seen that. And maybe next year, next year, this would be so dope if they did it that old school style. And everybody had to, you know, they had to form a team of the best AEW had to offer and the best New Japan had to offer and just have fun with it. Like you get, you get dream matches within this. Like you can have, Okada and Kenny one more time. You could have the Bucks go up against uh hmm. Are Gorillas of Destiny still they yeah, they technically are. Gorillas of Destiny. You can have so many different teams. And see, this is how out of touch I've become with New Japan. I know certain stars, but not every star. But I will say this. New Japan and AEW did a great job of introducing me to stars I may have forgotten about or just didn't know at all. Like some of the young lions did not know who they were at all. At all. And honestly, from start to finish, the crowd kept it hot. It was a very good show. I ain't say I'm not saying great. I'm not saying it was the greatest AEW pay-per-view ever. I honestly feel there's better ones. But, you know, that's my opinion. Guys, I love wrestling, period. So I'm not going to dog it into the ground like every single show does that decide that thinks, you know, hey, I don't watch this. So I'm going to dog it or I don't like this. So I'm going to dog it. I'm just going to tell you guys, go out and watch this pay-per-view. Enjoy it for what it was. I, everybody I've talked to has a favorite match. 
this is one of those shows where you can go, this is my favorite match. This sticks out. I like this. This is this spot was cool. This moment was cool. To me, and I'm going to give you my pick for my favorite match of the entire, entire pay-per-view. And there were some bangers. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go with the New Japan United States Championship match or the IWGP US Championship match between Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay. Now, for most of you that know, I am not the biggest Will Ospreay fan. Yeah, it just, mm, I like Ricochet more. I'm never going to crap on that talent that he has because he does have a lot of talent. But Osprey is just not for me. He's not my cup of tea. You know what I mean? But but this match really showcased both of their styles. Orange Cassidy, who we on the AEW side, state side, know what he's capable of, what he brings to the table. And those of us who aren't that familiar with Will Ospreay got our first taste of him when he faced... Let's see if I can recommend some matches. I'm going to go off the top of my head here. Any match with him and Ricochet. Any match with him versus... And this is a sleeper. It's one of my favorite matches because it went overtime. And, and they got a lot of heat for it in the back. Uh, it was Will Ospreay. Kushida, I believe. Takahashi. And Marty Scroll for the IWGP light heavyweight. Guys, I'm going to say it again. I don't remember all the titles in New Japan. There are so many titles to keep track of. It's like AEW. AEW, there's so many titles to keep track of. It's hard to remember what the current titles are and who has them. Except FTR. FTR, I know everything. I love FTR. FTR. To me, is the tag team of the year. Period. Untouchable right now. Uh, can't wait to hear my bros' opinions about that when we present the middies coming very, very soon, where we give our thoughts, opinions, some yet controversial, <laughs> for our picks of who are some of the best in wrestling during the mid year. Um. But back to this match. Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay put on a show. Contrasting styles usually make for great matches. And boy, did were the styles between them different. I personally love this match. I'm not going to go into full hold for hold. Wrist lock, takedown, grapples, all that extra stuff. I'm just going to tell you to go watch this match. And I would honestly add this, and good brother Phil, when you hear this, add this to the match of the year candidates. Yes, I'm throwing this one in there. Match of the year candidate, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. You heard it here first. But let's talk about something a little bit more recent as of late, or actually recent as of this recording, Blood and guts it is the second blood and guts in aew history it would have been the third if 
COVID and all that stuff didn't happen, but this is the second version of second edition of the match featuring the Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston and the Blackpool Combat Club. Mind you, the teams had to change due to Daniel Bryan being injured for BCC, so they had to do a switch out and Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro, which is another highlighter for Bidden Door. Him and Zack Sabre Jr., <laughs> I love that match, but it's like the internet said, where was the technical aspect of it? I still enjoyed the match, though. It was fun. I, I had a fun time. I even love how Zack Sabre Jr. said it wasn't technical at all. That match was a technical. He's not the best technical wrestler of the world. I still am. Zack Sabre Jr. is one of the best in wrestling. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, I sipped some uh, coffee. But Blood and Guts lived up to the hype. It lived up to exactly what it was supposed to be. And this was reminiscent of what War Games, yes, War Games, which is where the idea came from, was all about. You have teams, factions going at it for a good part of the year, and the blow-off part of 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 their feud is blood and guts. It has to end somewhere. Nobody can escape. People are going to bleed. People are going to get hurt. People are going to do some amazing things in this match. Now, there were some injuries throughout this match. I did notice that Santana from PMP may have tweaked his knee or leg at some point in the match and had to be removed from the cage. Sucks for him. Santana, we here at New Normal Wrestling as well as the wrestling world Hopes you're okay. Wish you a speedy recovery if anything is to really happen or just period what's going on with you. Yo, this summer has been injury bug season in wrestling. But again, Santana, we hope you're well. Uh, Get well soon. Also, I believe Eddie Kingston, who said on top of the cage, you could hear him mouthing it to Claudio. He was saying, my back. I don't know what went wrong with my back. I think my back went out. And he may have suffered an injury as well. So, Eddie, if you're hurt, man, get well soon. Can't wait to see you back in the ring eventually. Take the time you need. You are honestly one of my favorite wrestlers in AEW right now. Everything you've done in AEW has been thoroughly, and I mean thoroughly, entertaining um let's just let's just talk about all the characters in play i want to give a shout out to i know them as everize i forget their names currently but what a way to show up and show out as long as they've been in AEW, they've done an amazing job and they went from a jobber team on nxt to a, a, a pretty solid team on AEW, and they earned their stripes. That match was just blood everywhere. Everywhere. 
everywhere. What? <laughs> what a gore fest. And I will honestly say one of my favorite parts of the entire match, the entire match was Eddie Kingston coming in last and beating the crap out of JAS with a Singapore cane. And his one sole focus was beating the shit out of Chris Jericho. That was his main goal. Nothing else. Nothing else. Go watch that back. One of my favorite parts of the entire match. Not him throwing off Sammy, which was also great too. But that whole set, that whole scene, the way it played out, was just chef's kiss. Blood and guts. Did what it was supposed to do. It was an amazing match. Eddie Kingston's team gets the win on top of the cage. Or the blood and guts structure, whatever they're calling it. Usually they call it the, you know, whatever cage. The blood and guts cage. The board games cage. The top of the cage. Um, Cesaro had lots in a sharpshooter on one of the Everize dudes. And Kingston has Jericho in a some submission I've never seen before and it leads to confusion because from what happened uh previously Claudio and Eddie Kingston have uh a little bit of a tip with each other they don't really like each other uh it's confusing who they don't want Claudio explains yeah I'm the one that got the win for the team and they end up celebrating the win uh great match can't say any more about it. Guys, if you have not seen this match, please go watch it. But now, see, I'm going as quickly as I possibly can. Money in the Bank is this weekend. It is on a Saturday. Not on, on a Sunday. It feels like the big, I'm. they're considering Money in the Bank one of the big five now. So, Money in the Bank is taking place this Saturday at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Nevada, in Vegas. So, we have, we're just going to run through them. We're just going to go. We have, I'm going to give my thoughts and who the mystery person is. One of these matches has a blank spot. So, it is. Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus versus Almost versus Sami Zayn versus Riddle versus To Be Determined. So that's right. As of this recording, you we all will not know who that eighth spot is. Oh, I'm sorry. Seventh spot is until we watch SmackDown or they hold off and make it a surprise entrant for Saturday. I am going to go with the safe pick here, and I'm going to say Seth Rollins gets it because there's a bigger story involved with him right now because he has honestly been the MVP besides Cody Rhodes in WWE. So I'm going to go Cody. I mean, not Cody. Wow. I'm going to go Seth taking the win and becoming the 2022 Men's Money in the Bank winner. 
without a men's match with a men's match we have to have a women's match i have been so excited since they've added the women's money in the bank match you guys know i am a huge huge women's wrestling fan way more than the men sometimes but we have the women's money in the bank ladder match between lacey evans alexa bliss Liv morgan raquel rodriguez oscar shotzi and big time becky lynch Damn it. Okay. My heart's telling me one thing and my mind's telling me something completely different. So I'm going to go with the heart pick first. I'm going with Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan has had one of the best stories you've seen in wrestling in 2022. Low-key, one of my favorite up and coming. not even up and coming. Most improved stars in WWE, in wrestling period. She has been killing it since day one, literally, when she earned a title shot at Becky Lynch at the day one pay-per-view. Why not cement it with what she's been doing and all the hard work she's put in by becoming Miss Money in the Bank? But my mind is telling me Lacey Evans will win Money in the Bank. I don't know why my mind is telling me this, but in my truest mindset right now, Lacey Evans is going to win Money in the Bank. I hope it's Liv, but mine says Lacey. Next, we have two championships being defended, the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair will be taking on Carmella for the Raw Women's Championship. Sorry, my Discord's going off in the background. Uh, what was supposed to be? I was more excited for this Raw Women's Championship match because it was going to be Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. And that is no knock on Carmella. She earned the number one contenders match. But I was so amped to see Rhea and Liv, I mean Rhea and Liv, Rhea and Bianca finally go at it one-on-one for a championship at a major pay-per-view. But, again, like I said before, summer of injuries. Rhea Ripley is now out of money in the bank with a concussion slash dental injury. I'm not going into details, guys. You know what it is. It's It's been surfacing around the internet for a while now. So Rhea Ripley is out, Carmella is, and Bianca retains. But I feel that Rhea and Bianca will face off, not now, but either at SummerSlam, Clash of the Castle, uh, just whatever pay-per-view is next during the fall, but they will have their time to shine. But it, Or you could just hold off in general and just have Rhea Ripley win the Royal Rumble, and then we get Rhea versus Bianca. WrestleMania, just saying that would be great. Would not mind that match on a big stage such as WrestleMania. Um, just saying. But the other SmackDown Women's Championship match, which <laughs> got a little spicy. It's been a little spicy these past couple weeks. I was I was really saying this match had no flavor, but Natty Natty's been adding a little spice to it. I got to give her credit. I'm not the biggest Natty fan, but 
we're getting something, and it's going to be Ronda Rousey versus Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Love Natty's work. Again, not the biggest Natty fan. I love her work in this feud, but she's not beating Ronda Rousey. Hell no. Ain't nobody beating Ronda Rousey right now. The only way you beat Ronda Rousey is if you cash in on her, and that's why I said in my mindset I see Lacey Evans winning. I'd love to see Shotzi win too if you're going to be a SmackDown star, but Kesara, Sarah, whatever it may be. It is what it is. Moving on to our next championship match, Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley. Eh. Okay. You had to give Lashley something to do. And Theory's probably right now one of the biggest stars on Raw. So Bobby Lashley wins the title. Just saying. He doesn't need... He doesn't need it, but Theory losing wouldn't hurt him either. Um, It is what it is there. Bobby Lashley wins. Next, we have the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships on the line with the Usos taking on the Street Profits. Hmm. 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 I got to give it to the Street Profits on this one. I know you guys are like, you're bugging. But the Street Profits have been busting their ass literally since day one and haven't gotten a chance to get those titles again and run with them. And I feel the Usos are the perfect people for them to beat. Let the bloodline start having little cracks in the armor. You're not going to have Roman lose the title right off the bat because he's barely there. So why not have the Usos take the L in this one? It won't hurt them. They're still in the bloodline. They could still be Roman's uh, flunkies or whatever. And if you want to give them the tag titles back in two to three months or so, go ahead. Go right on ahead. That's perfectly fine. It's not going to hurt them. They're still the Usos at the end of the day, one of the best tag teams in wrestling. Street Profits should get the dub here. I can't believe that's the whole card and I ran through it that fast. But, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I'm going to end this one. But let me run through and give, you know, do a little house cleaning. If you want to follow this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Normal, on Instagram at New Normal Wrestling. If you want to follow us on the lavish network that we are a part of, it is called the Fourth Wall Pop Network on all social media platforms. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and any podcast streaming platform you can listen to us on. We also have some merch. We have a merch shop. But again, if you want to get some of that dope, dope, dope merch, let us know. And that Most Lavish merch is coming. I've heard rumors. I've heard dibs and dabs about it. That Most Lavish merch is coming. And always, always hashtag make it pop and get ready for that hashtag next level pop. I am the one, the only podcast prince slash king slash duke, whatever you want to call me at this point, Wade Ilson. I'm going to end this one like I usually do. On my podcast, the most lavish podcast, which is also available on this lavish, lavish, dope ass network called the Fourth Wall Pop Network with a piece, a salute, and I'm out.
Later, guys. Peace.